I'm Ricardo Fuller and you're listening to the Wizard of Drivel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. There's no Chris or Ben this week, so in this episode I'm chatting to Anthony Bunn from Duck Magazine about Rotherham, Bojan and the season so far. Also today I'll be releasing a chat I had with Neil James, author of Stoke and I the 90s, about that book, Stoke in the 90s and a few things about the current team. Hope you enjoy them. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the game yesterday, first of all, because it feels like it was kind of the same old story, but a lot of people feeling a bit more positive about things, perhaps because we got the point and perhaps because uh, we were by far the better team, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a decent game, actually. It was a good watch. Um thing is, you know, it falls like you go for the whole... You know, range of emotions and, uh, and the Stoke fans. I mean, the amount of Stoke fans who tweeted just before half time that they just knew what was coming up, start of the second half. I'm amazed that we didn't fleece the, the betting uh, companies yesterday, to be honest. It was so obvious that we were going to go one or two behind. Um, but I don't know. When you sit and reflect on it, Dave, the, I, I, you know, and I'm getting to a certain age now. I'm kind of thinking, hold on, I'm 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 quite entertained actually, and and you know, entertainment is often not just good stuff, but stuff that really drives you mad as well. So, mm. kind of give me a two-all away at Rotherham compared to a kind of one-nil home win against Crystal Palace on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, I thought you know, I know lots of neutral. You know, a lot of the parents say at the match this morning aren't Stoke fans and the neutrals, and they they really enjoyed it. And it was like watching Stoke City 2018 play against Stoke City 2008. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, um, Jace has just written a piece for our, our site about how Stoke games are pretty much chaos now, but it's it's so much more fun having these kind of high-octane championship games compared to, like you say, just one nils and nil nils against Premier League also runs. And... It was. It's kind of predictable in the sense that recent games we've always gone behind and and tried to get back into it. But it it's also like produced some f- fantastic moments, like uh, the equaliser yesterday. So uh, the championship's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive fun. I mean, it's like listening to the Sex Pistols comparing to Coldplay. You know, of, you know that's what the Premier League can, was often like. Yeah, we had some great moments, and don't get me wrong, we want to be back there soon. But you know, I think I think. I think we've got to tell ourselves at times, you know, don't get too hung up on, <clears throat> excuse me, about not winning at people say, all the likes of Rotherham. People have got to get real about where we are now in the great scheme of things. We're in the same league as Rotherham, and, and Rotherham got one of the best home records in the country over the last, you know, 18 months or so or whatever. So, you know, it's... Uh, I, I wanted to, you know, I think quite a few so fans, mainly probably the old, older ones, I don't know, but quite look forward to this season in regards to some of the away days and some of the excitement we knew we'd get. But, you know, we a 1-0 win on Tuesday night in a, in a mundane game every now and then wouldn't go amiss to give us a bit of momentum. And, uh, you know, but I, I'm not written this season off by any way, shape or form, either end of the table. You know, Gary Rowett said he'd, he'd get us out of the league, but he didn't see which way, did he? But... Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like building up for ne- next season for me is the one where we, we really do need to go up. You know, if we can get in the playoffs this year, someone said to me now, get in the playoffs and 
I wouldn't want to lose at Wembley, but losing the semis, I'd probably take it to be honest, because um, I think it'd be a, a real, you know, white knuckle roller coaster ride, and that, that you know, it, it's nice to have that every 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 so often, mate. And it's it's interesting seeing the kind of the talk about Rowie. I mean, there, there's a there's a section who uh, row it out and. And a lot of people kind of not row it out, but right, rightfully criticising the manager for a few things. And obviously, when your defence, no matter who you put there, is shipping goals, then you know that's that's fair enough. But I, I kind of think, I think a lot of people overestimated perhaps how good our squad was, and kind of underestimated the championship. It's not it's not like the Premier League. The the best teams in the in the championship, Leeds and Middlesbrough so far this season, they can just as easily lose to someone else. I mean, uh, Middlesbrough drew with Hull yesterday and I think Hull are pretty crap side. What well, certainly the worst yeah. side we've played so far. And Leeds have lost yeah. at Birmingham who've kind of been pretty poor as well. So it's 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 a massive free for all. That's the, I think I wrote a piece for you uh, recently about uh, uh, coming up about you know what whatever made of the championship and the only kind of cliche thing about it that has held true is the fact that anyone can beat anyone and it's a it's kind of a real lottery sometimes but it, that's part of this this chaos that, that Jace wrote about it's it's I'm enjoying it and I'm especially enjoy enjoying the fact we're coming from behind now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've read Jace's piece. Yeah, I think he's spot on. I agree with a lot of it. And the one thing I don't want from my football is to be bored. Um, and, and, you know, in the last couple of years, times in the Premier League, where it, where it is boring. You know, it's bored me. It's been, it's been a chore. If that makes me sound like some kind of football snob or whatever, I really don't care, to be honest. But I'm kind of, like, excited about Tuesday and, and next Saturday because I haven't got a bloody clue what's going to happen. And I don't think anybody does. I don't think our manager does. I don't think the supporters do. And that's exciting. It's actually like, I'm going to be walking to the ground on Tuesday. And I bet, I bet there aren't too many there, to be honest, Tuesday. And uh, I wouldn't say exactly got a spring in my step, but I'll be thinking, I have not got a clue what's going on in this next 90 minutes. You know, it's kind of car crash, car crash football. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for car crash football <laughs> rather than just driving, driving under the speed limit and getting there safely. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 everybody, you know, it, it might be a cliche when everyone says, oh, it's a really, it, it's the hardest league out of this now. But I certainly think it's the most exciting league, I do. Um, I've watched a lot of the Championship over the last few years. I watched a lot a lot of the matches, and I knew we'd, 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 we'd struggle. I did. And I knew that people would rock up and say, oh, Brentford, I don't know many of their team. I don't know many of their starting eleven. Well, we know all you know. We know all about Brentford now, don't we? In the likes of them and Rotherham yesterday, you know, people were saying all oh, you know the likes of Rotherham, the likes of mm. Wigan. Well, the likes of those teams have got some bloody good players in there. You know, the likes of Nick Powell would absolutely walk into our team. Rotherham's midfield, uh, sorry, Rother- uh, Brentford's midfield. The two players, you know, Sawyer's and McKechnie are outstanding. And and I keep thinking, I'm looking at these players and looking at it from kind of a neutral perspective and they they'd make bloody good Premier League players and, and they'd get in a lot of teams and you know and I keep thinking, you know, we've been in there for ten years and we've been shielded from some of the football and some of the players around, you know, and they're they're good players who, who deserve to be given a chance and I, I you know as well as watching Stoke, I'm quite I'm quite you know, enjoying watching some players from the other teams who kinda of, we haven't you know aren't household names because Jim White, you know, doesn't doesn't talk about them every day.
Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you speak to fans of championship clubs and clubs who've been in the championship for a while, like Preston and Brentford, and and they're, they're wise to it now. They're wise to uh, Premier League fans when their team gets relegated coming and talking about teams like Preston. I'm pretty sure Preston fans use hashtag teams like Preston whenever they, you know, come up against, you know, a so-called bigger side and stuff. So they're wise to it. We're certainly not the first team to have uh, come down perhaps a bit Billy Big Bollocks and thought, oh, you know what, we're, we're bigger clubs than these. And it's just, it's just what it is. But... um. Kind of going back to, go on, go on. Sorry, mate. We've had ten years of being the likes of Stoke, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. We 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 were the Rotherham of the Premier League. So I don't, I know, I'm quite conscious of going to places and saying, you know, we should be beating them. We should be beating Blackburn and whatever. And uh, now, you know, you know, we battled against football snobbery for a decade. Let's not let's not turn into what we've uh, you know derided for you know for a decade now and and I don't, I don't think we will but there is no, there will be some, people say there's no easy games there will be some easy games I think we'll we'll batter some teams this season I do because there's so many goals I think in the team but you know we'll also lose games to teams or clubs who we think are not smaller but who we think you know we should be beating but um, it, like you say. It, 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 the likes of Leeds losing at home to Birmingham and, you know, Middlesbrough drawing at Hull and who, who, looked, who looked absolutely appalling when we played. I mean, you know, it's an, it is an exciting league. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to take it uh, back to the the discussion on, on Rower and stuff, I mean, you you kind of said there you, you'd take uh, you take the playoffs now. Do you think, um, do you think Rowett will be given the kind of Time. I, I know where uh, Peter Coates is kind of famous for giving managers time. Do you, do you think he'll be given the, the time to kind of establish us, you know, like use this season as a springboard, even if we don't get uh, promoted? Do you think he'll be given time to kind of rebuild this squad? I think so. I think, I, I, I think you know, we can't be. I find it very odd. I mean, I respect everyone's opinion. If people are rare at out, then that's fine. That, that's up to them. But the problem is, and, that, and that's often on social media, the problem with social media, if you nail your, your colours to the mass after six, seven, eight, nine games of row it out, and he actually, you know, and, and, he, and he does well, you kind of nailed your colours to the mass. So I think you've got to be a little bit, you know, I think we've got to be a little bit, uh, get, you know, we've got to give people time for a start. Um, has he made mistakes? Yeah, I think he's made some massive mistakes, and we've called him out for it. Um but at the end of the day, I'm not into you know sacking managers after you know two months of the season when he's only had really yeah he's had the window but you know that window involved him getting a few players out who he wanted to get out. He got a couple of who he wanted to get in and so on. I think we've got him you know you've got to give him at least a season, crikey. Um, or you know, but. Yeah, I, 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 it's a difficult job. Um, Stoke fans should, you know, we should all know that, and we should kind of respect that the fact that the last two years have been, well, we've seen it, you know, a bit of a shit show at times. You know, mm. um, we've been a club which has been in a downward spiral, and people say, "Well, look at Swansea, look at uh, West Brom, they both went down." I don't think those clubs were in as massive amount of 
turmoil with regards to the changing room. We saw what went on last year at Stoke, and obviously it's hard to anyone can buy players, anyone can you know, but it's hard to get rid of players sometimes. It's also hard to get rid of you know of um, what was looked to be kind of a poisonous changing room as well. So you know, I don't know if the manager thought. He underestimated the, the 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 task ahead of him. I think he did, uh, but that's not something you know you can beat him with. It's not a stick to beat him with, and you know, let's see let's see where we are. You know, in May next year, or you know, let's give him at least you know to to, to get to think of getting rid of a manager before the actual January window because I think he came in and I think he thought. And I'm, this is not, I don't know anything or whatever. I, mean, I bet he thought that, I'm not being funny, Jack Butler may be going, Joe Allen may be going. There's a pot of money there. They mm. both didn't go. And while he would have been happy that they didn't go, that might have been factored into what his plans were. There are certain players we might have wanted out of the club who aren't out of the club yet. There were, there were players who we wanted who we didn't get in. So we've got to, you know, I think you've got to give manager, you know, at least two windows and. I think certainly three windows because he inherited an absolute joke of a pre-season schedule as well, which is kind of foisted upon him. You know, to go, it was like the Chuckle Brothers European tour. It was to Germany, to Britain, to Germany, to Britain. You know, and you mm. know, let him, let him, let him have a year. Let him have a year. Let him, let him have the winter. Unless things go drastically wrong, of course, and get rid, <laughs> rather out. No, but you know, even if we're mid-table, let's just give him a little bit of time and actually back the manager, not financially, but back in with regards to giving a little bit of time and a little bit of support because I get, you know, I get the feeling being at the ground that supporters are, you know, quite rightly, we've suffered two years of, of being really poor, but we're kind of waiting for Eric Peters' first mistake. We're waiting yeah. for one of the, the two centre-halves to turn a little bit slowly. And I think we've just got to be a little bit more patient. That's not, I know, that sounds really patronising, but if we can... Let's be patient. This is not happy clapping, you know. But I, I don't think they're going to get rid of him anyway, even if people wanted them to. And I don't think they should. So let's just go and kind of get behind the team a little bit. Yeah, call them out when they need calling out. But um, the one thing I will say is that you know, not naming certain players, but we, we, we've got to be a bit, a little bit more. So I'm trying to let's try word it without patronising. You know. Players, you know, Stoke players or certain Stoke players don't be, don't deserve to be called shite or tosser, you know, yes. just because their their form may have dipped. We're, we're better than that. Yeah, constructively dig them out. You can name them. I'm sure they know themselves when they aren't playing well. But I'm getting a little bit, you know, fed up to be honest. Of the he's absolutely crap and shite and this that and the other. When we know they're not, we've seen them play, you know, and we all know who we're talking about here. They deserve at least the time to to turn their form around. They they've earned that, and and new signings as well do as well. So, you know, it's just like a not let's all be positive. You know, ring a ring a roses and do daisy chains. But I think you know Gary Gary Rowett's here to stay. He can't really get people in and out who he'd want to at least until January. So let's suck it and see where we are at the end of January. If we can be in the top ten there, and then he has a decent transfer window. We've seen what happened, what's happened in the past with the championship, getting the playoffs, and anything can happen. But it's not—it's not. This is no. It's not calling for Stoke fans to be patient, but it kind of is at the same time yeah. as well. You know, we're, we're living at the minute, and I'm the same. We're living on a 
not a game-to-game basis. It's literally a five-minute to five-minute basis. I mean, I tweeted yesterday. I'm watching the match at home with my lad, and you know, I put something on. As soon as the second went in, that was it. But you know, Twitter was kind of gold dust. Then, once I put something along the lines of, "You could lose our our defenders in a phone box," and mm. then you know, 20 minutes later, you're literally tweeting all night after a few glasses of red wine. Aaron Dine love for you know the little genius Catalonian uh, you know number ten we've got so but that's the beauty of football as well but you know I hate what I do hate is is hearing our players and manager at times getting getting stick because I know if they do get stick that means we're not doing very well for a start and it kind of but 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 you know you can understand the, the fans' frustrations but. Like you say, someone said today we're six points off the playoff. Which I, you know, I, I don't look at the, the league table. I haven't looked at the league table for two years, to be honest. Mm. Um, but we are. I mean, like you said before, Dave, put put a string together of five, six results here, and you, you know your top top ten, and you know, and then you may have a bit of money to spend in, but also we may may get rid of players and get you know get get a couple of defenders in or whatever. But you know, let's kind of try to enjoy this season a little bit. And I think next, I, th- I think certainly next season is the year to to judge. Not that you can't be judged at the minute, but next year we you know we have to go up by the end of next season. Because if we don't, never mind, you know, we'll still be in the championship. People will have lost their jobs at the club. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a few things you, you've said there that I kind of want to touch on. Um, you mentioned like the kind of. Uh, it's an it's an anxiety I think at the ground. There's it's just people are just really anxious and like you said they're waiting for that mistake to happen and you know it it can it can reach levels of like oh if the defenders pass it along the back line for too long people can get really kind of uh, ag- aggressive and it, yeah I get it's frustrating that we're not playing forward passes enough but at the same time there's got to be a bit of give and take and, and that's been a kind of complaint of mine this season and you you've also hit upon something. Uh, about kind of our attitude to this season has been kind of it's been so up and down because Stoke have been so up and down. You we we go three 0 down against Blackburn and we're the worst team I've ever seen. And then, but for most of the game against Rotherham, I think you know we've got one of the best front sixes or front fives or whatever it is of, of any team in the Championship. I think certainly the the. Yeah, the the way we were playing, we we could have carved anyone open, and and that's it. We're kind of such a kind of bipolar team that you you get these, you know, really extreme reactions, kind of one way or the other, more more so negatively because because of how the results have gone. But uh, yeah, it's it's something we might just have to get used to. We're not just plodding along mid table in the Premier League. We're gonna have games where we. are where we look amazing and games where we look shite. Like certainly after Wigan, I was in you know full melt meltdown mode. But after after Rotherham, I'm thinking right, you know, just keep up the momentum of those last few minutes. Get little Catalan Prince on the pitch more, and you know we can beat anyone. Yeah, the I mean, let's get it right. I mean, we haven't had a good start. You know, no. I'm not going. You know what. My answer just to the question was a long-winded answer was, you know, I wasn't meaning to have a pop at people who were having a pop. They quite were in the rights to because, like I say, we've had two years of being poor and the start has been poor and you can't get away from that. I'm not going to sweep that under the carpet. But I think at the minute, I think we, we're watching, a, you know, a, a manager trying to stumble on his best team and on, he, on his best formation and his best clientele. Uh, 
So, and I think, you know, we are either, you know, people are either a little bit patient with him or they're not. Um, I mean, I've been, like you say, I'm at the match and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm digging people out, I'm calling people and this, that and the other, and I'm, you know, we all, you, the key word you use is anxiety. We all have a very anxious crowd at the minute, and that, that's, you know, that was a spot-on description of the crowd. Um, I, as I put on Twitter last night, I see a team who, yes, we've been 3-0, 3-0, 2-0 down, but teams who are playing for the manager lose those games, 3-0, 3-0, 2-0, or even worse. Mm. We, we we didn't hide. I think last year under Hughes, we'd have lost those five and six, no matter what the league. We'd go on to lose those easily. At least we're kind of trying to get back, back in the game. And yet, we don't want to be 3-0 down. And I'm going to say the likes of here, which I hate, to yeah. the likes of Blackburn, and to, to the likes of Robin. But the players showed some ball. And I can, I can forgive them, you know... Uh, poor decision-making, making, making uh, errors, etc., and whatever, if they show me a little bit of bottling that they care on the pitch. Because I didn't go into this season thinking we'd really do anything. I thought we'd, we'd maybe, I think we'd probably finish playoffs. But this week, actually, has shown me, even though we've uh, you know, lost two and, and drawn one and we're out of the Carabao Cup and whatever, it showed, uh, you know, I, I, I'm reasonably positive. If somebody had said last Saturday morning, you're going to lose to Blackburn, lose to Forest, and draw away at Rotherham. I'd have been gutted, and I'd have, mm. I'd have been right out myself. But I've seen enough this week to show me that the players actually kind of, you know, give us stuff. We have quality going forward. We know where our, you know, deficiencies are in the team. And I'm, I'm, I'm personally, and this is not a magazine thing, but me personally is prepared to give the manager time to sort those problems out. Yeah, and just a couple of things I'd give the the manager credit for uh, at the moment. I, you know, I, I don't want to kind of be the gratingly pro Rowett podcast because you know he, he's you know wound me up more than more than more than once. Uh, but um, his signings have been good. I don't pretty much apart from maybe one or two names at the back. I mean, pretty much all his signings have. Have come on strong. I think Afobe is a really good player. Ince is frustrating, but he's clearly got quality about him. McLean was was getting better before his injury, and and also I think he needs to be given credit for how good Sido Berahino's looked this season. I think he's he looks a different player. I, I was fully willing to to let him go at the end of the season, but he's 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 impressed me and. Uh, you, you've got a few players who are also kind of performing as the season's progressing. I think Joe Allen started the season horrifically, but but yesterday he had his best game of the season, as did uh, Peters, who I think's kind of progressed as the season's gone on. So I think uh, there are definitely uh, green shoots of positivity in in amongst the fact that we're whatever we are in the league and we've only won two games against crap teams and all the rest of it. But um, we'll move on to... Uh, some some Twitter questions, obviously a couple on uh, your your good mate Bojan. Oh, what a guy! <laughs> yeah, he's sat here next to me now. I'm just feeling <laughs> grapes now. Oh, that, now that is the dream. Uh, Topher Knowles uh, to present any it future pitch. Grapes, that would be a dream, mate. I think. <laughs> uh, 
Tofanil says, uh, to prevent any future pitch invasions, do you agree that club should introduce a give Bojan a hug day each month, at the, each month at the ground? I mean, that is a money spinner right there. Never mind selling Moritz Bow or whatever it is. Tenner for a hug. We'd, we'd make our money back. Uh, and then so. He's, um, yeah, he, he's just lovely, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he should be like, when, when you get paid on payday, you know, there should be a direct debit or something like £10 to a charity. And then everyone on payday, whatever day it is, just pops themselves up to uh, Clayton Wood or the Bet365. And just a huge line outside, like a huge conga line. In fact, we should actually do the conga. And, and kind of like, you get like a five-second hug off him. You know, we'd solve, we'd solve a lot of problems of that. And, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like footballing methadone, that is, isn't it? To be honest. Um, <laughs> He, he, things about you, I mean, people say, oh, God, you, you love him. Well, yeah, we do. You know, and he's such a lovable person. He's, he's a lovely lad. And it's not like we know him well. We've met him a few times. We've interviewed him, and he does, you know, he does a bit for charity for this, that, and the other. And But Munez is the same, and I've, and I've, I've met a couple of other, other Spanish players through, through writing, and they're all very, very similar. They are very football-focused. They're all really lovely lads. And, you know, very, you know, they are the kind of lads that you'd want your daughter to marry. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's no there's no coincidence that why his name is sung out. Not the fact that we've seen what he can do on a football pitch. And, and the argument, you know, oh, he's not been the same since his injury and this time. We, you know, we might go into that later or whatever. But the fact is he, he's such a... I think Stoke fans identify with people. Never mind Stoke fans. People from Stoke identify with people. Uh, you know, decent event. We're good at... Good at um, Character, uh, looking at people's characters and seeing, you know, if we, we we see through the people who are the bullshit, to be honest, and you know, the lad, the lad's always he's known for training hard. In, he's known for you know, not, he's not in the papers as he's doing this, that, and the other. Mm. He, he understands what the Stoke fans, you know, that they they love him, and you know, and he's one of those players who every Stoke fan wants to do the best, even though possibly hasn't been on form for a while or whatever, but. You know, he needs to run a game like any football. He needs to run a game, especially somebody like him. And you know, he, when he's playing well, he's he's better than anything in that league, to be honest. And the position he's in, and he made a massive difference being at Forest the other night. People said he didn't play well. He he he, he puts himself in angles to receive the ball that other players don't, and he plays on the half turn. And all good teams have somebody who does that. And when he came on yesterday. I know it's easier to watch on tally than it is at the match, but Ryan Woods immediately looked for him. As soon as he came on, mm. Woods is looking to go into Bojan or the midfield or the fullbacks to feed into Bojan, play on the half turn, and he linked the you know he linked Woods and the defensive midfielders in the defence to the attack. And I'm not saying he, he he came on and changed the game. He, you know he didn't. And well, he did because he scored the equaliser. But at Forest. I thought he put, you know, he was a seven and a half out of ten performance with bits of real quality, and everything went through him. And he's the kind of player where, like any other player, as I said before, Dave, you've got to give him six or seven games. Now, at the end of six or seven games, if he hasn't played well, as much as we love him, we'll say, hold on, he shouldn't be in the team if he hasn't played well. But you can't give him half a game here, half a game there, and whatever. You, you, and, uh, you know. Some players, some supporters, they build a team around him. Well, I wouldn't go that far. You've got to earn your place in the team. But he's done more than enough to have a run of games, six, seven games in this league. And if he doesn't cut it, he goes back on the bench. 
because, like I say, he does things for our team and he takes up positions. He makes other players play better. That, that's, that's the key to players like him. He's exactly the same like, not as good, but Ericsson at Spurs, he mm. makes players play better. De Bruyne comes in, and again, nowhere near his standard, but he makes players play better around him. And sometimes you have to, don't, don't look at what he actually does, look at the effect he has on a team. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think now's the time, I think, I think away matches as well, I think especially in this league, um, away matches on the break, where we have got players now who've got a little bit of pace uh, and who do make good runs, he can pick out. I mean, I was disappointed yesterday when they took Saido off and brought Crouchy on because it's kind of a contradiction. Why bring our best number 10 on the pitch and bring, you know, bring giant Crouchy on in front of him so we go long to Crouch? Mm. Leave Saido, play the two up front, central, make, let them make runs and just say to Barry, can you pick them out? And if you can't, then I agree with the people who say he shouldn't be in the team, but it was a bit of a contradiction yesterday. I mean, especially with, I mean, on about Rowett again. He's uh, taking Joe Allen off when he was he was our best player. And yeah. Attacking-wise, attacking he was excellent. He put a phobie through in the second, third minute. He hit the ball when he probably should have scored. He was an attacking threat. He picked out, who was it in the box? A phobie again in the box when he skied it first half. He was our best attacking player yesterday. And we took him off when we needed a goal. So, like you say... You know, Rowett's detractors get plenty of ammunition with, with, with his substitutions, and he's kind of trying to stumble on a formation. You know, he's trying to put his hand in a, you know, in a, in, you know, in a, in a, in a pocket, in a, in a bag full of turds, and pull out a pound coin at the minute. And yeah. I still think he'll be, he'll be at home now, scratching his head about Tuesday night. Who do I play? Yeah, um, on the on the crouch thing, I thought. I thought same as you. I thought it was a shame to bring uh, both Allen and Berahino off and and kind of uh, change, you know, go long ball to Crouchy because I feel like that's just a, a standard. If you're losing or drawing response, just bring the big guy up and lump it forward. When in fact, their defenders yesterday they they played very well on the whole, but I thought they were much yeah. better dealing with uh, an aerial threat whenever there was a high ball. I think they they dealt with. Afobe and Crouch really well, but once we got in behind him, then we caused some problems. Eric Peters overlapped for the yeah. uh, for the goal, and and yeah, the the goals have come from two crosses at the end of the day, and and finding space been, in the area. Yeah. yeah, it's always been British football's default mode. If you're losing, put it in the box. Whereas yeah, continental teams will keep the ball and work an opening. But the thing, the, the worrying thing for me now with Crouch is he ain't winning any headers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I put he's putting it in the box, but you know. And yesterday as well, looking at the makeup of the team, is it was probably tailor made for Ryan to play yesterday against them. Yeah, I, you know, horses, for, horses for courses. If you're going to leave him out, leave him out against the likes of Blackburn with Bradley back. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, not against the Giants, yeah. Yeah, we've got a question on the centre back, so I'll come on to in a bit. I just wanted to uh, talk about uh, Bojan again because, uh, well, because it's my yeah. podcast, I want to talk about Bojan. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I, I did a piece on him during the week, and, and, and I opened it saying, "Look, I find it so hard to be objective about Bojan. I, I can't see him through the same kind of Swiss neutrality that uh, a lot of fans 
well, in the kind of neutrality I view kind of most of our players through. There's there's extremes at either end, but uh, most players I'll give a, a fair crack of the whip to if they're playing well and criticise if playing bad. But Bojan, I find it kind of perhaps harder to accept criticism of even when it is justified. But I think, yeah, uh, yeah I think I think uh, I kind of uh, feel with Bojan is that he is because of the way the fans talk about him, the way the the way people like me talk about him is that he is automatically, whenever he's on the pitch, even if it's just five-minute cameos and stuff, he's under the spotlight a lot more. You've got the ole, ole, ole chants like half an hour before he's on the pitch and, you know, they're, they're all you can hear around the ground. The fans are screaming for, for Bojan to come on and then he does come on and it's like, right, you've got 25 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is. And if he doesn't produce in that very short amount of time, then, oh, it's like, oh, you called for Bojan and he didn't do anything, you know, you know what can you do? And it was just a massive relief for me more than anything to uh, to have that kind of mass call from the away end of, oh, bring him on, bring him on, bring him on. And then he does and he produces that, that moment of magic and it's just, and it's, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And also when he came on as well, I think the first thing he did when he got the ball was he just... Picked it up like just outside their defensive third. He looked up, sprayed a pass out wide to uh, to Martina, and it was like that's what you need. You just need that that bit of quality. And yeah, he didn't do it in two loan spells. That's a perfectly fair point to make. But I also think I've I've reading a few okay fans and Twitter comments and like saying like okay he scored a goal but apart from that didn't do a a whole lot else which I get but I also think if another sub had come on in that situation we wouldn't be talking about oh we didn't do much in apart from score we'd be saying oh so and so came off the bench and scored that was a great sub you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of uh, wanting to take him take him kind of a, uh, out from under that microscope uh, but at the same time, wanting to give give him all the adulation, uh, so when he when he does produce, so yeah, it's, the, 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 the thing he never does, he never ever does, and I say he, he never hides, mm. and he might have a bad game, and people might people like yesterday were saying, oh, what did he do? Well, take the goal out of the equation. He links. He's a link player. He's not a player. I don't think anymore who's going to. Beat players twenty-five yards top corner or whatever, but he links and he's he's a bright player who, as I said before, he makes players play well. Look at how many touches he had in the twenty-five minutes he was on. He had shed loads of touches, and what he does, he plays on the half turn, then passes it to someone who's in a better position. Do we do that, or do we go from the fullback along diagonal to Crouch who doesn't win headers anymore? That you know, it's a great substitution of Alex because. Whenever he had the ball, he never re- he never loses it, and he picks a better option. Now that's what you want off your sub. And if your sub scores on top of that, he's made a real impact. Now people have got to be a little bit patient. He's not. People they look at Bojan the name, they look at the fact that he doesn't look like Ian Dowie, uh, they look at the fact that he's a really nice lad, and he's virtually impossible to hate. And they're, in, and they're quite, you know. He's seen as the golden boy, and he's gonna he's gonna do the lead us to the promised land. He's not. He's just a really good footballer who plays differently to anyone else in the squad. No one else in that squad can play the way he does. And sometimes it comes off, and sometimes it doesn't. 
And as much as I want him to play, I can understand at times when he doesn't. But he, again, everything on on Wednesday night, sorry, at Forest came through him. He may not have set up chance after chance, but he picks the pass to someone who can set the chance up. And he understands where to go on a football pitch, that other, you know, in positions to take up that others don't. And he's, he's kind of unique, certainly in our squad and possibly in the league for doing that. Um, so, do you know, is, there, is he in our best 11? Yeah, cool. He's, he's, if if Bojan isn't in our best 11 footballers, then if, you don't, if, if people don't think he's in our best 11 footballers, then I'm a bit worried. Does mm. that mean he should play? Not necessarily, because there's a certain way we have to play if Bojan plays. But do we look a better team this season so far with him and the team? Because he played home to Brentford and was our best player that day. Yes, we do. Um, so, you know, that's a conundrum Gary Rowett's gone. It's not an easy one. We love Bojan. Everyone knows we love Bojan. But, you know, it's hard to fit him in that team. And it's certainly hard to fit him in a in a very reg- you know, in a regimented formation. But I think the likes of Ryan Woods now, I think, I think, we, I think we've got to be, we've got to gamble. Gamble on keeping possession of the ball and gamble on scoring more than others. And we, yes, Bojan doesn't tackle, doesn't trap back or whatever, or this and the other. But we've got four, def- well, yeah, four, we we've got four defenders. But yeah, um, we've got Ryan Woods now and we've got a Tebo. We could quite easily play a 4-2-1 quite easily with Bojan mm. as the, the most advanced. Quite easily. And yes. that's the way I'd personally go. And, I, you know, but I'm not going to slate Gary Rowett if he doesn't play him or doesn't think that's his formation. We've got to back the manager as in with regards to, we've got to trust him to say, this is me, you know, pick the best team, best formation he sees fit. But, you know, I'll be totally honest, my, my best formation for Stoke is four at the back. I'd have two CDMs and I'd have Bojan in front of them. That means either a Tebo or Alan misses out. I'd, I'd agree with that, but I know... Um... There's a question: Will Will Gary Rowett try that? Try that, or will he uh, stick to stick to that kind of more kind of disciplined four three three with three yeah. kind of proper central midfielders? And you know, I'm it's it's great having Bojan to bring off the bench, but I personally think he he needs a run of start. So uh, we'll 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 see what he does against Bolton, see what he does against Norwich. I just want to touch on. Yeah. A couple of things before we uh, wrap up, because uh, running out of time. But um, a question from Wayne Broad was, "Who are our best two centre backs?" And I think we probably should talk about the defence in light of you know yet another really well. It wasn't so much it was a poor display overall. It was just kind of two moments of madness once again. It's individual mistakes again, and um, I I think I think uh, for one thing just on Ryan Shawcross, some of the crap I read about, because it is crap, uh, some of the comments I read about Shawcross have have made me really sad, to be honest, because he is, no matter what you think of his recent performances, he's done so much for this club, and the the kind of, um, the man he is off the pitch, and, and all the rest of it, should count for something when you talk about someone, so uh, that, that's just, Something I wanted to get off my chest, but um, in terms of where where we see the current centre backs, I think Brian Shawcross probably did deserve to be dropped at some point because he's played poorly. But I also think Bruno Martinez kind of got away with it there. But I also think Ashley Williams is also 
a bit of a just a an accident waiting to happen a lot of the time. He's he's all right charging to header a clearance away now and again, but I think he's just that that penalty was just shocking defending from start to finish. It was like it was it was kind of a tribute to the Chucker brothers. It was that it was that slapstick. But uh, what do we um what do we do now at the back? Because uh, question from Wayne Boss who are our best two centre backs. I mean do we try Suter? Do we what do we do? Um <laughs> I mean, personally, at the minute, you know, he, 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 unless we bring somebody in on loan, then, you know, you've got to choose two from three. Um, like you say, I'll reiterate what you said about Ryan. Um, if he's had a bad game, any Stoke player's had a bad game. You know, if it's Bojan, Ryan, Afobi, whoever, yeah, they, you know, on Twitter or whatever, that's fine. Say they had a bad game, but, but kind of do it constructively or maybe even with a bit of humour or at least with a little bit of, uh, you know, empathy and sympathy. You know, yeah. to, the, to, to the absolute legend that he's been. Not toss of this shite that, you know, and, and far worse than that. You know, is that is that what we've become? As you know, I hope not. But maybe, oh no, that's obviously social media. Um, I mean, as for Ashley, yes, you know, Ashley Williams yesterday. I mean, why don't we now looking at the look at me clock? It's quarter past nine on the Sunday night, and I think I'm still stood closer to their centre half right now from that corner than Ashley Williams was, because. <laughs> I had to rewind it, and, I, and I've used I've used my lad's iPad Sky Go, and I didn't even know, even know how to rewind it. Just before I tweeted to blame Ashley Williams, that it was him because he was so far away from him, I thought, well, that can't be Ashley Williams's man. Now this is whatever we think of Gary Rowett, and you know, <laughs> and he can't legislate for the penalty. You can't, mm. and. I mean, I had, a, I had a chat to not I had a chat to Rory the Lap last week. You know, he's a top bloke and whatever. And he, you know, he said the same. And he wasn't having to go at the players, but he said, you know, whatever you, you know, you can train and train and train and train, but you know, you can't do it for people. And he's right. That first goal off a throw-in, which ends up with our Welsh international centre half lying on top of the striker. <laughs> And some people actually complain, saying, oh, well, it was outside the box. Well, he's now literally lying on him on the missionary position <laughs> inside the box. So I give that as a penalty. And then the second one, we knew, we must have looked, you know, Rotherham, set pieces. They are the stoke of 2008 in the championship. This is what we do. This is who you pick up. Don't let your player get a run on you. And he literally finished up in a different postcode to Ashley Williams. And again, you know, we, you know, we don't want to, you know, if Ryan had done that or any any, any defender, any player, they do, they, they deserve a little bit of, you know, constructive, let's say, or, you know, at least don't come tosses or whatever. But yeah. they stick. You can't, they can't hide from that. Like I say, I personally would have played Ryan yesterday purely because I knew it was going to be a game of headers when we were defending. I mean, that lad who, the lad who played up front for him, who had a header right at the end, and if he'd actually had a bit of a brain on him and headed it, kind of down or backwards there were two players absolutely waiting for it so yesterday actually I thought Robert got it wrong with the defence I'm not saying Ryan did deserve to be left out I think he did on form but I don't think that was the game to do it I really don't um, possibly the Blackburn game would have been a better game to mm. be honest where but like you say Bruno Bruno's going under the radar he's had a really poor start to the season I don't think Harry Suter's ready you know, he's a young lad, came in on Wednesday, 
and he came into, you know, we suddenly start playing a back three first half on Wednesday, which I really couldn't understand. Um, and I felt so sorry for him because I think Moritz Bauer kind of, his positional play on Wednesday completely shafted Harry because Harry was left two on one a lot of times first half. And I think one on, when, he def- when he had to defend one-on-one with his striker, especially second half, he did it really well. He's one for the future, and so is Nathan Collins, who really really does look a player when I've seen him and the youth teams. But, uh, you know, I still think Ryan and Bruno are our best two centre-halves. That, at the minute, isn't the best, you know, the hardest competition to win. Um, but I think they are. Um Saturday, definitely, against Rotherham. Horses for courses, long throws, set pieces. You need your best header of the ball in the defence. And he was on the bench. Um, so, I think, I think Mr Rowett's got to look at the loan market. You know, we've all heard the names that are mentioned. You know, the likes of Collins and, you know, Robert Hoof's been mentioned and whatever. And, you know... I, I think also it give the defence a little. It sounds daft, but when I think it give the defence a little bit of a lift if actually someone new came in. Mm. Uh, it was sort of keeping them on the toes. You mentioned Eric Peters earlier. I thought was our best defender yesterday. Again, not the hardest competition. To win. Yeah. Um, but you know, Eric in that league is you know in the championship, and when he's on on form, is a decent player. But he's not had any competition for the last two or three years since he signed his contract. So he's turning up, he's rocking up to training week after week, looking that there's no one to take his place. And possibly his standards slipped a little bit. I think he's played through injury quite a bit, what people maybe, what hasn't come out in, in the public. And I think deep down he's a decent bloke who, who tries his best. Um, and we've called him out time and time again, but we've got to make do with what we've got until January, unless he can get a lone player in. You know, I think it'd be tough to put Harry Suter in now, to be honest. Um, and for me, it's Ryan and Bruno. I think Ashley Williams, over the last two games, has given at least three goals away. Um, yeah. And I think we've got to look at the defence and say, right, we, you know, do we play a little bit deeper so that ball over the top doesn't catch us out? If we do play deeper, the only problem with that is we'll drag Ryan Woods back with us possibly a Tebo so we'll end up like we did against Blackburn then going longer to a phobia who's isolated that, that's your trade off Dave I think this year Gary wants I think the, the manager wants us to, 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 to defend higher up the pitch so we can get closer the midfield can actually get closer to the strikers we didn't do last year in the last two years but the problem is teams have kind of sussed us out a little bit and thought well if they're defending high up the pitch and we put it over Ryan's head a little bit you know, he's not the quickest anymore, and he's not, the, you know, he's not as young as he was. Mm. So, that, that, I think that's the conundrum he's got. Where it's not who his personnel is, because he can't really change that. It's how high, how a higher line do we do we play? Um, so, it's, it's quite a tough one to be honest, and it's it's nothing that's going to be fixed any any time now. But I'm not being funny. If teams cut us apart, that's fine. But I'm not having I'm not having three headers off corners. Again, a team who are noted for set pieces, um, you know, that, that's disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, completely agree. We are uh, just running out of time, but I'll just, um, I just noticed on Twitter you've got a, a charity auction going, so I'll just give you a chance to uh, uh, tell us all about that and give that a bit of a, a promotion. 
Nice one, mate. Cheers. Yeah. Um, no, we we did the Kilnscape T-shirts, which went down a you know a storm. To be honest, you no. Know, Joe Barbier, he's brilliant design. And we did this a, f- a couple of years ago with Boyan. Basically, what what we wanted what people to do is email us at duckstoke at gmail dot com or send us a message on Twitter. It's kind of it's a silent auction, so just send in a bid, and what the winners are six the six of these prints up for grabs. Um, and the print will be personally signed to you or whoever you want to by Bojan. Um, hopefully we'll meet up with him in the next couple of weeks. He's agreed to do it. All the money goes to the Dougie Mac. And, you know, coming up to Christmas as well, ace presents for your kids or whoever or treat for yourself, but he will write a message on there uh, and, and dedicate it to whoever. Um, so, uh, yeah, just keep it clean with the messages and whatever. <laughs> but, no, actually, all, all the money goes to the Dougie Mac. We don't take a penny. It's, it, it's just brilliant. And to be honest, he's, uh, he, he, you know, he, he's all too keen to do it. And, uh, you know, so hopefully raise a few hundred quid for the for the Dougie Mac. So that'd be great if they could do that. And the closing, you have to just, uh, bid, uh, put the bids in by the 8th of October. And we keep people up to date with the bids as well. You know, we're not going to pull the wool over people's eyes or whatever. It's just a, it's just a nice, really nice thing to do. And uh, yeah, there's six of them up for grabs. So, you know, every like I say, every penny goes to a fantastic cause.